What's happening, everybody? Gate 7 International is back. It is a lovely night. It is a lovely night to be a fan of the red and white. Alibiakos is back, baby. Round of 16 in Europe. Here we go, the European Knights. And four straight matches of just utter bliss, Dimitri. I'm your host, Adi. I'm joined by Dimitri Quitsidis. He's over here in London now. He was in New York. He's relocated back in the motherland. And he's enjoying himself, too, for the most part, at least. Dimitri, tell me how you're feeling today. Hey, Adi. Very, very pleased. Very happy. Uh, arguably the most relaxed I've been watching a game of Olympiacos in years, decades maybe maybe my whole life that was um incredible so so happy very very chill great mood even better than i was on last thursday or sunday so yeah just couldn't be couldn't be happier right now great great stuff excited you and me both and before we get started and really start chatting about the game guys don't forget to like and subscribe cost you nothing takes about two seconds to do but it means everything for us finding more and more red and white fans around the globe we tell you guys this all the time. This project is growing beyond any capacity, at least that I imagine. We've attracted all sorts of individuals outside of Greece that come to this community now to follow things related to Greek football. It's amazing. There's a lot of fun stuff coming. And if you want to be notified at, about it, hit the bell. Merch is coming. We've teased a couple things. There's more stuff coming. And you guys will be able to support Gate 7 International, wear the colors, and we'll share whatever you get and you post on social media. We're excited to have all of that. And you can join us on Patreon. The group chat continues to grow, takes on a life of its own, or it really has at least. And you can join it for just a dollar a month, which also helps us immensely. We invest every dollar back into the show, getting th more things to just make the experience better for you. This is a fan-run show. We all have the same goal, which is to grow the name of Olympiacos. Share each other's opinions. Share each other's voices. That's what this is about. So if you want to support us and help us continue to realize that vision, check us out on patreon.com slash gate7international. But for now, let's get to it. Let's get to the post-match. Let's talk about it. Dimitri, we'll start with the starting lineup. Um, I was really happy when I saw that starting lineup today. A little surprised uh, by a couple of inclusions, but... Um, what were your thoughts about the lineup overall? Um, in my opinion, that was probably the best lineup we could have had. Um, even though I've I've always been a massive fan of Masuras and the role he plays in the team, and especially in a game like today, where I thought mistakenly I thought we were going to be on the back foot. <laughs> yeah. um, happily, very glad that we weren't. So um, I was I was low key. That was the only a mission that I was surprised with. I thought Masuras um, could have had a spot in, in this game, but but with how good Podense has been last few games and then the cameo he had and then a game, a game against Pauk that um, you can't really drop him, can you? He was great. And and today he was fantastic as well. So he yep. kind of proved, him, proved this point. The other one I was sort of thinking of was Ortega because um, he didn't have the best game against Balk. Um and people were sort of calling for his head last game, if I'm not mistaken, a uh, classic sort of Greek reaction of um, a couple of bad minutes or a bad game. And everyone's like, this guy is uh, shit and needs to go. Um, so, I mean, he didn't have the best game last game. So I was 
I was maybe thinking that maybe he might drop him, but um, didn't. And I, I'm happy with that. Um, I've, I've liked Ortega. I think he's the best left back we have in the team and he should be playing. So all in all, happy with the team. Surprised with maybe Masuras not playing, but in the end, it worked out brilliantly and um, couldn't, have been, couldn't have been any better. You and me both. Uh, really, my surprise in the end was Retzos. And because I didn't know with coming back from injury, his first match yeah. here with Carmo, um, I kind of worried about that. But they looked pretty good today, all things considered. I mean, we weren't really tested. Uh, we had thrown up at halftime. Uh, the it, it was like 12, 12 shots to three and maybe one on target for them. Uh, XG was like one point. I want to say it was like one point five to to point one two, which was ridiculous. So. Just to give you guys an idea, the, that's how lopsided the game was. And it was, it was absolutely, it was just absolutely incredible. Um, uh, Christo, uh, I think, <laughs> I think there, you just put a message in. I think you forgot to put the message when you got the, the sticker. But, uh, thank you so much, buddy, for, uh, the donation. Like we, like we always say, anytime that you, you make one, it all goes right back in. We're always looking for the next programs we can get software, you name it, so that we can make better content for you. One of the next things on our list is to be able to provide better, uh, like in game match analysis, um, kind of like they do sort of on ESPN. So we're looking into some, uh, software for that as well. This stuff is pretty expensive and, you know, we, up until now, everything we do has been out of our own pocket. So anything you guys do, we put right back into this because we're just trying to grow the community and grow everything related to Olympiacos. So thank you so much, uh, hence, for the donation. We really appreciate it. Hence the church mics. We're paying out of our own pocket, which is why some of us sound like uh, a priest. Um, <laughs> if we could afford to buy the highest technology, then I don't think we'd, we'd sound like we're in a church. But we, we move. We move. <laughs> we, we move on. And the so the, you had the lineup. It looked good. You brought up Masuras. We talked about uh, Retos next to Carmo. And from the get-go, I mean, sure, Ferenc Varos, even until the, the end of the 90 minutes, but especially in the first half, they were really the dominant force in possession. They had most of the ball. But it didn't matter because anytime we got the ball, we were so direct, got forward with purpose. And, and you know, okay, sure, a lot of our shots in the beginning weren't really anything crazy. A lot of it was from distance, but we were making things happen and we were applying pressure. And it looked really good. And I knew it just felt like, all right, you know what? Sure, maybe these shots aren't threatening now, but we just kept building momentum building momentum and continuing and continuing and continuing. And it, it it really, you just felt like something was happening. Then, of course, the Fortunis miss. Horta played. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe that ball. It was beautiful. Um, Costa C hates it when I use the term moist, but I'm going to say it was a moist pass. <laughs> I, just... I love that word. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> it was sublime. And then Costa misses it. And then Podence has a lovely interception. He, uh, it was Abu Fani had a really bad back pass. And he intercepts it, but then he ends up whiffing it. And the penalty just kind of felt like justice because we deserved a goal at that point. And I was so worried that after we missed those two, I was like, God, I hope this doesn't haunt us. Because this would be a Libyakos to be playing so well to deserve the win and then just to eat it in the end. You know what I mean? Like It felt like that was a real possibility. I'm I'm fully with you. Um, first thing I'm going to start with is what you said about their possession. 
So you can have possession and have the majority of possession, but if you're not doing anything with it, it's worthless. And exactly. they, they could have played for the next 10 years. I don't think they would have had a chance, let alone a goal. Do you know, no, they had they had one chance where I think I think Cisse headed it before the guy with the dreads came in behind. Right, and right, he, right. He he was basically like if he if, if the second guy had got it, that would have been a goal. Because he was coming in, he was completely open. If he would have got it, that would have been a goal. That was probably their only chance where I just went, oh shit. Um but the, yeah, they, they had possession, but they, they didn't do anything with it. They weren't threatening. Right. Um, I think the way we set up sort of negated negated that. So, yeah, them having control meant meant nothing uh, in a way. I thought the way that we allowed them to, to have the ball was very non-threatening. So, so it worked in our favor. Um, and what you're talking about, the missed chances, is... It gave me, I know I brought it up in the, in the Patreon chat, but it, gave, it, it, it flashbacks of the Metalist game yes. uh, 12 years ago. How long was it? Was that 2012? Yeah, 2012, yeah. where <laughs> we were so much better. And then we just had those ridiculous goals at the end with Mary's um, mistakes, to put it nicely, um, where it just, it literally just cost us. And I was really worried when we missed, okay, Fortunis one, fantastic, fantastic through ball. It sort of reminded me of of um, Xavi Alonso, Steven Gerrard sort of through ball. It was it was sexy. You use the word moist, I use the word sexy. It was beautiful. <laughs> Fortunis' shot was all right. It wasn't the sort of opportunity where you, you're pulling your hair out going, how the hell did he miss? You're not going onto the pitch trying to like punch him up going, how did you miss that? Padense's one, you're running onto the pitch going, how the fuck did you miss that? Yeah, exactly. Be because, because... All you've got to do is just, as long as you, as long as you, your foot isn't under the ball, like that, like he had the whole goal to aim at. So it's not an issue of aiming it. It's just making sure you're hitting it in, in, in the, on the right angle. That, at least that's what it looks like to someone from, from the TV, obviously completely different when you're playing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, so that, that chance I was like, oh my God, this, this was, this was it. We fucked it. That, that should have been it. And then the penalty happens and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, we're going to miss this. It's going to end nil-nil at halftime. Then we're going to concede something stupid in the second half and we're going to be, we're going to be literally like crying for the rest of the year until the next European campaign. Uh, but the minute, the minute Okabi scored and very, very cool penalty, very calm and collected. Like yeah. he did not look under, he was... Like he was, he was shooting that pen as if, as if he was in training. He looked so yep. cool about it. So uh, the minute that went in, I was just like, calm, calm. We got it. We got the goal that we needed. We've taken advantage of our, of our chances. That was it. That's it. We look in control. We've got this. We've got this. That's, that's, that, that's my thoughts about, yep. about, and then the and, second half was calm. And Real quick before we like move on to the second half because the chat's already getting on it. Uh, there's chat already talking about um, about Horta and comment here from Yorgos Mutsanos. Horta was so good today, so many kilos of ball. Um, uh, only thing is him shooting outside the box and start a couple of times, which pissed me off. But I was expecting it because I watched Adi's scouting report. I said it. I said it on socials already. I told you guys. Like there. There's there's some scouting reports like for me it was in, like Imbam Huang last year and I compared Horta's film and tape the the same feeling I got was the same with Imbam Huang like the guy just oozes class he's so good 
And uh, somebody had also asked me, like, do you prefer Horta or Chiquinho? And like, they're they're a little bit different players, especially one is a little bit better on the buildup side of things. But Horta's a different sauce, and he just got great vision. His technique is incredible too. I mean, like, so clean on that touch. Uh, I don't even think Lambro would have anything bad to say about him. Speaking of Lambro, <laughs> of a Portuguese Henry Onyekuru. You know what? Oh, stop <laughs> it. Jokes, jokes. We're all happy. Um, yeah, guys, the midfield was really good today. How about that? I I also rated Chiquinho. Chiquinho's body positioning, dribble, first touch is really Very good. good. When when there's a player on his back, he has this first touch spin thing he does. Like the way he uses his bodies when defenders are approaching are really impressive. So I'm just going to give him a shout out because I know Horta is going to get all the acclaims tonight. But Chiquinho, really good as well. Wasn't, wasn't he the one who had that opportunity in uh, in the second half where he sort of Ronaldo chopped, he cut back inside and the defender took his legs out from underneath him and then another guy yes. fell on top of him and the ref didn't give and, anything. And what That's about the back what just said. Like He knew exactly where the guy was, cuts inside, has his legs taken out from under him. I think on the edge of the box, was it inside or outside? But it was it was basically on the line. And, and you're thinking, yeah, great, brilliant. The ref didn't give it, but... That was like exactly what you just described. So I'm I'm fully with you on that. And then the back heel pass that almost went through Vence in the first half for a goal. Yeah. So that, that's so naughty. He's got flair. I think that was like the first thing I had said about him, Chiquinho, at least in the scouting report. Can we like, pull up got... the, the Zidane Chiquinho meme? I, I know oh, God, I saw that. It's so good. <laughs> I, I need to pull it up. <laughs> but the, I mean, look, I think we found, I think we finally found our midfield. You know what I mean? Like what and what I love about Horta too is like this this is a this was a real 4-3-3, not like 4-2-3-1 with Alexandropoulos and God knows where he is running all over the forward part of the field. Horta stays and the the space between him, Heze, and Chiquinho. Nothing in the first half, like as many entries into the fi our final third that they had, nothing happened. It was all going around the sides because our midfield was nice, compact. Nobody could really get anywhere doing anything. It was fantastic to watch. I uh, I don't know really what else to say. Uh, it's it's weird that we for the first time we're looking at our midfield. And it's like guys, this is this is the strong part of the team now. Like this is. You know, we were worried about where our core was coming from. Where was our backbone coming from going into the summer? Well, this is it. This is fucking it. You buy Horta yesterday. Four and a half million was the buyout, right? You buy this guy yesterday. You figure out how the hell you're going to get Carmo too. Carmo's such a calming presence too. I know we were talking about midfield, but man, it's so nice to have somebody that's not making me shit a brick. Every time somebody comes into our final third, it's ridiculous. But, yeah, God. Gelson Martins is going to become healthy soon. And we already saw that some of the quality he had. And, man, look how quickly we went from sham shambolism, shambolicness. Shambolicy. Shambles. 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 <laughs> you need a journalist to tell you that, Adi. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I knew Americans couldn't speak English, but come on. <laughs> Christ. But, Adi, I'm going to jump on your point on Carmo. Um, the first 15 minutes, the difference between Carmo and Retsos was like, 
this is why this team has sucked for the first half of the year. You have one defender who's very calm, no nerves, play with his feet, with his head, fine. And then you see Retzos getting tight, committing fouls, looking a bit sloppy. It, the first half of the season, we were playing with like almost two Retzos, like Freira and Retzos, you know, where they're a bit nervy. But you notice by 30 minutes, 45 minutes, Retzos himself starts calming down, like he starts playing mm-hmm. real football. And you're like, this is what this guy needed for so long. He's a good player, but like he can't be the guy, you know, he cannot be the guy. And Carmo is like shown up and it's like he's 34, not 24. I swear to God, he's so calm. Yeah. And his decision making is good, and that's all it takes, man. Like sometimes, as Martial and I going back to conversations we had in the summer, it's like sometimes you just got to put out the money for a striker and a central defender, like those positions. Like, like Carmo is probably a ten to fifteen million euros central defender that we got in, kind of lucky, and it's like those level of defenders just change your team completely it's just impressive it's incredibly impressive well you Um, saw you saw like in the beginning i think you actually had said in the group chat like retzos is kind of all over the place but did you see carmo when retzos had like he like fell they had like they came into like the final third he like fell but then like got up and you see him kind of like going back forth back forth and carmo's looking at him he's like just chill relax like he retzos needs somebody like that next to him it's very clear like he for, for not every player can be the leader. Not every pl- not every person has what it takes to be like that guy in the back. And that's fine. You don't have to be. But if you don't have that, you need to find somebody that can assume that role or assume that persona. And Carmo just seemed like he 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 was able to calm Retzos down after a few of those early plays. And then they both looked really good, I thought, the rest of the game. So uh, especially Retzos actually looked for actually I thought he was pretty good in the air today, too, all things considered. I- I was literally about to say, you're talking about all that. I thought Retzos had a pretty good game, in my opinion. Yeah, he was great in the I, air I, today. I had my dad next to me who rarely watches football going, I really hope this is our starting centre-back for Greece. Like, that's literally what he was saying. I hope he, this guy starts for the Greek national team. And I was like, let's, ne- let's not get on that just yet, Dad. But um, mm-hmm. but I thought I thought he had a good game, Retzos. I agree, I agree with what Labro saying, that... that um, Carmo's definitely more relaxed and calm, but but it's not necessarily that Retos always needs someone like that. Yeah, it helps, but he is a good player. Like he's yep. by far our best centre back. I, I mean, before before Carmo came, like he was the only sort of shining beacon in that first half of the season when it came down to center backs. If you consider him to, if you compare him to, to the shit we had to endure next to him. Um, do you know what I mean? Doi, so, he, made, yeah. he made look, Doi look, he made Bianca. Carmo's played now with three central defenders. He's played with Biancon, yeah. Doi and Oretzos. And yeah. out of each game, everyone's like, wow, Biancon played really great against Pauk. And then, Oh, Doi looked really great. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I wonder why, guys. Like, I wonder why Doi, Yankun, and Red are now of these, starting to look like proper defenders. Which one of these can actually do it without Carmo next to them? Is That's how we know who the best one is. And and yeah. obviously it's Retzos because we've seen him do it without without him next next to him, thankfully. Well, the thing <laughs> also with Retzos is you see, like Retzos, we always knew he could carry the ball forward. But Retzos actually, as a center defender, is one of the highest progressive ball players well, ball progressors will say, dribbling the ball in the league. And that's as a center back. And look how fun that was today. 
you have two center backs that are great on the ball. So you have two guys that can distribute the ball very well out of the back. We have not seen that since back in the day when Semedo was here and we had that season where Usainu Ba was like playing. <laughs> he would look really bad in preseason and then took off during the year. We had two, two guys that could really play the ball and not just hoof it downfield. Carmo and Retos can do that. And Retos has the ability to carry the ball forward too. So like we looked multifaceted on the defense. Of course you have Rodine on the wing. Ortega was Ortega. That's the issue today. on the side. Like, honestly, when I look at the team now, it's like it's a real battle to get in that starting 11. But or, if Richards, Richards is in the European list. If like Richards, yes. we look at the net, we talked about this a week ago. When you look at the schedule of Olympiacos, we have a few three gimme league games. Like if Richards can somehow get into the team or produce something to challenge Ortega, that would be brilliant because Ortega for me has been the weak link. The the three the three games we've seen where we've looked good, the only person where you're really like freaking out when he's on the ball or doing something is Ortega. Um so I don't know. Richards could be an option. I, I hope they give him a chance in the league. We see if he's fit, you know, but Nevertheless, it's not like Ortega is god-awful as well. It's just like everyone else has raised their level, and it's just he has not risen to that level either. So It's also the expectation, right? Because we paid $4 million for him. And, and it's yeah. like I expect more for a player that we paid $4 million for. Like if, if, he, yeah. if we had paid two, one or $2 million for him, then maybe I wouldn't be as like disappointed. But you paid $4 million for this guy. You paid $4 million for Heze. I, I feel like we're getting value out of Santiago Heze. Uh, especially on the defensive side of things. But Ortega's nowhere near where I expect a $4 million signing for us to be. That's how I see it. Yeah. Maybe I'm comparing him too much to Kini, which is That's... why... I, I which is why I don't... <laughs> maybe I'm not on your level of... of um, this Not dislike, but criticism yet. Just because maybe I'm comparing him to Kini and I'm just like, this guy is basically um, Roberto Carlos in comparison. So uh... I also want to bring something up. Someone said, and I have been feeling this, but scared to say it as well. The, where is it? I'm pulling up the comment. Oh, I lost it. Oh, here it is. I also yeah. have liked the freaking Ibora setup shop at the end of games. Like, I don't think he can play in and out for Olympiacos, but like the guy is almost like a power forward on Olympiacos BC, like he comes in, he just produces a body the in the box, you know, and he, he's good at tackles. He can't move very well. He's like Mustafa Fall, but out on a football pitch or something. It's just, it's reassuring. I don't know why, but like his leadership and calmness, he had a good tackle today. Like, yeah, he brought it, some it, sort of like, okay, calm down, calm down. After Joao Carvalho came on, he was going everywhere and anywhere. It was like Ibora came on, it was like, okay. It out. reminds me of um, James Milner coming on for Liverpool for about four seasons straight, coming on on the 80th minute and just playing the last 10 minutes of pretty much every single game just to shore up the defences. Yeah. And I'm okay with him doing that. I'm fully okay with him doing that. The you forget how big he is. It's not bad. Like the European list, the looking at the starting 11 we have, like there are options off the bench as well. I don't know how they did it, but it's just like, it's not bad. You know, it's not so bad. The The, the manager has options. Yep. And the, the one thing you wish was 
Navarro, if Navarro was in there as an option at striker, it was like, okay, this team is, this team has options to, in Europe, like this team could, could do something. He's not in the list, is he? Navarro's he's not, not in the, the list. list. He? No, he's, Martin, not. he's not. I don't think Gelson Martins or Jovan Cabral are like nope. a huge list in the European list. M Martins because... isn't in it either. Martins no, it's neither only, of them are it's in only it. Chiquinho, Horta, and Carmo. And that was it. Carmo. Yeah. But like, I don't know. With, with those two guys, Chiquinho and Horta, they've completely changed. And, and Carmo, those three guys have completely changed the whole club, like almost yeah. from the, the spine. They, they've absolutely brought new life into the team and yeah thank you carlos carvajal i guess is the... yeah i there was that comment earlier that said we should bring carvajal bring back as a, as a scout yeah yeah and also do you Lombardo, talking about you hold on Adi, i i want to i want to bring in another scout here look at this guy pouring a drink mid call <laughs> here he is Costa with the c is in the chat let's hear it what What's happening? Nothing much. Good night tonight, isn't it? It was a really good night. You're lagging a little bit, bro. He's lagging. Yeah, slow, slow. Out. It's that Belgian Wi-Fi, you know. Maybe uh... <laughs> <laughs> took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I thought Costa was traveling lagging. to the UK this week. Shit, Maybe it's that I UK Wi-Fi. I think he said tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, Wi-Fi over here is flying, mate. It's that Brexit and that. The minute we left the EU, we got good Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only positive. Costa, can you hear us? I can. Oh, okay. there we go. I still got my drink, too. Okay. Still got my drink. <laughs> Look at that comment. What's Costa going on? Drunk without drinking. <laughs> <laughs> He's drunk from happiness. He's drunk for Polybiagos. That happens. Oh no, he's muted. We can't. Well, now he's can't muted. We can't hear him. What? What? What a disaster. We can't hear. I don't you, know Costa. what's happening. Nope, we can't hear anything, Costa. It is a Carlos Carvajal style masterclass from Costa with a C, right? <laughs> <laughs> what non-existent? <laughs> well, while Costa's fixing his stuff, Lambro, were you watching the Paramount Plus stream today? I was, yeah. When Ibora came on and like got into like his first little, I think like duel, we'll call it, uh, the announcer, um, who I'm pretty sure was the 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 BBC guy, uh, James 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 Fields or whatever his name is, okay. um, I'm already forgetting, but he goes, he's like Ibora, the Spanish giant is here, <laughs> <laughs> like he just rolled over someone. He's like he's he's the biggest person on the field. <laughs> Just He's absurd. Do you guys have British commentary for European games? It depends. Yeah, like Paramount Plus. I'll tell you who it, who it was. Because um, we have because our our European games are on Discovery Plus. So I'm guessing they might be owned by the same. I don't know. James, James Fielden. James Fielden was ours. That was okay. our guy. I'm gonna look him up. Yeah, he was messaging with us before the game about Olympiacos too. So I appreciate that he wanted to do his research before each game. But on another note, do you know what? Yeah, I think we had the same commentator. Probably. How many British commentators are they going to bring on for Olympiacos <laughs> game? They're going to have like five of them on call. You mean they don't just like grow them in East London? I thought that's like that's where they come from. I don't think so. It's, it's North London, actually. 
That's where all the Greeks he, live in London. Wait, he also called Podence the pint-sized Portuguese. Yes, yeah, same guy. Same guy. <laughs> okay. We had the same comment. <laughs> that got me. That was jokes. That was jokes. This has to be working now. It's yes, working. it is. We hear yeah. you. Yes. And Incredible. I still What's have that? my drink. <laughs> Tell us, tell us your your feeling on the game. We were just briefly talking about uh, the game itself, and then of course players that that we liked, Horta, uh, Chiquinho, everybody. So give us give us quickly since you just joined your your thoughts on the game and some of the players. I just think it's amazing the transformation that has taken place in the last week or ten days or however many days the new coach is here. And I don't, I think. Uh, I think he probably gets 75%, like three quarters of all the credit for the transformation. And then obviously you look at players like Chiquinho, um, Andre Orta and Carmo. Um, I think they've they've had an instant impact. And it's, you know, there's a discussion that we've been having privately in our own chat. Um, one of those things where we say player needs time to adapt coach needs time to adapt and get his ideas installed into the team and so on and so forth <sighs> you look at the impact this coach has had and the impact that these players have had in such a little time and you think if you're good like, and if you have quality if you have um like a, if you command respect like you command respect from day one like look at carlos calvajal's body language on the bench compared to compared to Mendelibar. Mendelibar's on his feet all the game, shouting, you know, commands or like instructions to the players. He's guiding them pretty much throughout the whole game. So I think, you know, that that for me is just really incredible. There were moments during the game today where I'm just watching, I'm thinking is this the team that I've been watching the last two seasons, like haul ass and just like, I couldn't like, there were just moments where you couldn't believe it. And I th I do think that Ferenc Varus are a, like a decent towards like good, good team, but they didn't, they didn't threaten us today. They hadn't lost Did the they? game. They hadn't lost the game since July in Europe. And they lost two against us, with like two clean sheets as well. And honestly, it, yep. it should have, it could have, and should have been more today. Uh, like Jovetic has a really good opportunity <laughs> at the end of the game. There's the two chances before the penalty. Those are big chances. And you know, uh, the last thing I'll say as an introductory comment is just the the managers getting something out of everyone. So Ibora comes in, like has a like, plays a important role. I would say the last fifteen minutes of the game makes a few important tackles, like wins a few headers, um, holds onto the ball, distributes it well. Even Jovetic, like the bit part that he had under the well under Martinez, basically, you didn't really see much from him when he when he'd come on. Or like the West Ham game, he was invisible. Today he's come on like he's he's been on the ball. He's had a shot on target with really good save. So, you know, we have hope again and more. Like I expect again from this team, I expect us to really like take it to the opposition in Greece now. And I, I, I wrote it on my socials earlier. I think we've put Greece on notice. Like if I'm Panathinaikos, I can bulk. 
I'm, I'm, I should, I would start to get scared. Yeah. Pants are getting a little soiled. I would agree with you. But I want to jump on that thing, course, I said, and since Martial is not here, I'll represent him, but he says it all the time. He's been working in football for years, like next to teams. And he says, I need time, time for ideas, time for players. Is like bullshit that managers make, you know, to have an excuse because people get fired so fast in football. But he, one thing he always says, like when I'm, when there's a new manager, when there's a new player, like within three or four games, you know whether this is going to be good or bad. Like it's pretty quick in football. It's kind of weird. Um, but the whole thing of like, oh, I need three months. I need six months. I need a preseason. You know, it, it's kind of like sometimes an excuse of managers and players who aren't playing well or are out of form or something. Like this guy has just showed up. And it was the same thing with Michel, let's be honest. Like mm-hmm. at the at last, like he showed up to a shit show, the herd manager in months. And Olympiacos was like three points off second place when he left or something. What we were close. And he showed up and we won a shit ton of games. And so this whole thing of like, oh, he needs six months to be here to prove he's capable. Again, it it was like with Carvajal after three games, you're like, this is worse screwed. Like this guy, this is not a good manager. Like we brought the wrong person. And, and you can just see it. Like, it's so weird, but you can see it at Olympiacos. I think one of the reasons why is because the, the team does have quality as well. Yeah. You know, like during these shitty periods, like, oh, everyone's shit, everyone sucks, blah, blah, blah. Like, Podense Fortunis, like, some of these players are good. You know, Rodine, um, it just needs to need a manager to put it all together. And he's put it all together in, like, he came Monday of last week. Right, it was his, his first, first training on Monday. His first yeah. training was Monday. It's been like ten days, guys. <laughs> been ten days. Look at the set right. pieces today. Did you guys talk about that already? Yes. No, that was going to no, bring that up next. The set pieces are crazy. Before, yeah, before that we jump on set pieces though, I just want to touch on something literally about what Labro just said. I had that feeling though with Martinez at the start. So let's not jump too far ahead because if you remember the European games and the start of the season, even the at game. The AG game, yeah, we drew 1-1, but we were in control. And I reckon if he had pushed for that a little bit more, if he didn't have Freiburg in the back of his mind, I reckon we could have won that game because I thought we were the better team. We played as much as we needed to get a 1-1 draw in there. So I was very happy and optimistic at the back of, what, the first two or three months of Martinez. And then the Freiburg game and then the Topola game and then, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. But let's just... um, not get too carried away and think that this man is a miracle worker. He's not or Jesus he's walking coach. on water. Yeah, he's he's not he's not Jurgen Klopp or Pep Guardiola just yet. Let's let's wait and see. Just because you know how quick people jump down coaches' throats in Greece or players' throats. The, the biggest thing I would say too is this guy knows how to play European football. Like he manages European games yeah, right. Yeah. Like, he's logical. He's logical. logical big teams as well. Like he's want. It's clear this guy like knows knockout football. Like he could yeah. be shit and be gone in six, but like in the week to two weeks he's been here, you're like, this guy's no understands like how these games are won versus Diego Martinez and Carlos Carvajal, who I don't think you know Martinez. I don't think ever ever coached in a knockout round of European games or Carvajal. Anyway, let's just the guy's obviously knows what he's doing. That <clears throat> that showed more in the first game when he was like. 
one nil is not a good enough lead. Throw Jovetic out there. We need another goal going away. It's like this guy gets it anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, to Dimitri's point, like also like we're coming off of we we literally had a, a, a Pedro Martins from Wish brought here, and that's also pretty bad. So like when you're comparing the two, of course he he looks a lot better. But I get what you're saying, Dimitri. The the j- but just the fact that he plays, he's much more pragmatic with the decisions. I'm glad you like that. But I'm glad he he makes better decisions with the players. And like, I know we worry about the fact that he kind of sticks to the scheme, but for us, like we've got quality. We needed to, we needed to bring this team back to basics. We needed to not overthink ourselves. And I also loved that in 10 days, we now have set piece ideas instead of just throw four people in the box, kick it hopefully into the far corner and we do something, but usually end up giving our opponents a, a counter. I like that today. And, and also, Adi, uh, no no disrespect to the other teams in Greece or the other teams in the Conference League, but we don't need to be doing something insane to win these games. We play simple, we play basic, we play well in, in, the, in the basic way, and, and we're in with a good chance of doing really well. It's not like we're playing against Real Madrid or Man City where we need to do something out of the box to win those games, at least in my opinion. like None of the teams in the Conference League are like world beaters that you're like oh my god these are the best teams in the world do you know what i mean and the same in greece so as long as we do that stuff for this season the opposition that we're facing we could go far which is crazy considering three weeks ago everyone wanted to fucking like lie lie down and sleep for the rest of the year yeah Uh, do do you know what like unpopular opinion because I, i see some chat in well in the chat about martinez and cordon and you know carvajal it really does make me wonder a few things like look at santiago hesse today that is unreal unreal like in the first half in particular didn't like i think he misplaced not i think again he's not misplaced one pass today I think one time during the 90 minutes, I saw him get dispossessed. And as soon as he got dispossessed, he won the ball back. It was just incredible performance from him. And I mean, that was that was Gordon or his, uh, his assistant Navarro, who I don't know if he's still at the club or not. I thought Ortega had a really good game today as well. Like really solid, like defensively and just like giving options down the left-hand side constantly. Um, and, you know, that that, that was the, the, the Spanish Armada at the start of the season. And they're gone now. And these three Portuguese guys that, that I mentioned earlier, again, like, I mean, Adonis Economides from Sport24 um, tweeted that, that was his name. Pedro Alves had nothing to do with any of the signings that we bought in. So if it wasn't him, was it Carvajal's choice? I don't know who who it was, but whoever did bring those players, like Chapeau, like they are, like, did you guys see Carmo's gesture before the penalty? Like, did you guys notice what he did? Where he blocked the penalty spot and yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was still the classic, the classic standing there so they don't fuck up with the penalty spot. Yeah. When's the to last fair, time you when when's the last time you saw one of our players do that? That's Never. such a it's such a it's, it's such a, such a normal thing to do, but 
players like Olympiacos. I, I, this is this is me thinking with my Premier League brain. I'm thinking Alcabi's not taking this. Fortunis is taking this. Alcabi's just holding the ball for Fortunis so that they don't fuck with him. Do you know what I mean? Like this is how like these things are sort of like taken for granted in the big leagues. That this is just what they do. Like Carmo's protecting the penalty spot. Alcabi's holding the ball. Fortunis is far away. He's gathering his thoughts. He's going to go take it. Yeah. But then, no, like we're getting there like this is this is this is stuff that like the big players the big teams sort of just do automatically but we're eventually going to get there i think i honestly there's so many things to touch on a few things i also liked was just like at, at moments we didn't play out of the back like pascal likes the ball rotated nothing was there the ball rotated pascal likes and he hit it like between the central defender and the right back or left back and said El Kabi that's like one, as well. Yeah, he hit the camera El Kabi and just told him to run. One of his favorite things to do. And sometimes well, that's it works. been Dibar's preference. That's all he that's, and that's like and sometimes that works, you know, and there and Olympiacos yeah. for a few years now has not done that, you know. It's just okay, recycle possession, it goes back to the six, Jan and Via, let's go, let's play again. Instead, they rotate, the defensive line comes up, El Kabi goes behind. Like if the left back comes a little too deep on Podense or Fortunis, he, he boots it over. And when you're not playing quality defenders from a top five league, sometimes w when someone's on their back like that, they make some mistakes. And you saw it a few times. I think we got one or two corners off of just simple play like that and put pressure on their back line. One of their, a few of their defenders like made a mistake in the box while trying to make clearance. And it's just, just put pressure on these guys. A lot of these guys aren't of a high level at Fernavaro. So yes, it's a respectable team, but El Cabi is like is Guerrero esque in that way. His press is very good. So put some of these guys under pressure and see what happens. And I don't know. I I, I like that we're not so stubborn with how we want to build up. We do have good build up and fluidity at moments, but we're also not opposed to going direct, which I'm not against you know a lot of people are but and that no. was that was evident from the first minute labrador because um yeah. alcabi got a corner from from their defender was at seaside i remember um yeah, where Seaside's he pressured him the one, yeah. this, on the, in the six yard box and they pressured him and he the guy was trying to sort of control and sort of ease the ball out kick it out or whatever he was trying to do and alcabi was just there being a bit of a prick and ended up getting a corner out of it do you know what i mean but that's yeah. that's the sort of very like I don't know, like just direct football that we don't really see that much because people are trying to be smart. And don't get me wrong, if you're seeing, if 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 a top team in La Liga or Premier League are doing it, I'm I'm rolling my eyes, going, "What the hell are you doing?" But if a team like Olympiacos is doing it, I'm like, "Thank God!" Like we we don't always have to try and be like clever. We can we can just do the basics, and it's it's going to end up working, yeah. especially if you have players that that play that plays to their strengths. Yeah. And I feel right now we have a squad. We have a team. This is the 11 for Europe. And he's found it within a week. This is the, the solid lineup for the big games. I'm just some of the signings and some of the, the other people like Ruben Vezo and Cabral. Personally, I, it's about to be March. I don't see a place for them, to be honest. Maybe against we're going into the 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 deeper part of the season. But do, do you guys know what I mean? You know, yeah. we we have like we have about nineteen or twenty guys who are, I'm 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 ready to ride with you know, in the team. And 
there's just no room to like bring Ruben Vezo into the team. You know what I mean? Or Cabral. Maybe Cabral in these next three games gets a few chances, but the team we have here is the team we we need to roll with, in my opinion. And you know, build some chemistry. Unfortunately, Joao Carvalho is a part of that team. But anyway, we need to we need to we need to build on that. And I don't know. I don't know what you guys think about that with some of the new signings and whatnot. First, to answer the question, I'm I'm not doing a Cabral deep dive. That's <laughs> not happening. I did all the other ones. He's not getting one. I'm sorry. He's just he's not. That's uh that's you poor story. bastard. You did one on Vezo, but you didn't do one on <laughs> Vezo's fifth choice central defender. I just <laughs> yeah, and the Vezo one was driving me nuts too, but whatever. That's why I'm not doing one on Cabral. Sorry, like this. Did you guys did you guys give Vezo some love? Yeah. We did. We did, yeah. We gave him some love earlier. We be every, I mean, I mean Labros's love, love was a bit backhanded, saying if it wasn't for Cadmore, <laughs> Letters would have would have been shy. But I think I think well, I, I I saved it at the end where I went. Actually, I think he had a good game in respect. I think his first fifteen minutes were nervy, and I was like, "Oh shit, here we go." He was playing very nervous, grabbing jerseys, and then he just calmed down, having Carmo next to him, who is looks so calm under pressure he's almost like a surgeon i think really calmed him down because the first 15 minutes i was you could see he was he was nervy and then he grew into the game and had a great game and in the air he was really good he was jumping high clearing balls away from from crosses yeah but you're not going to tell me his first 15 minutes were good costa come on no, I wouldn't say that, but nope. just like I don't. I mean, yeah, you could say he overcommitted a few times, like towards the beginning of the game. But no, mate, I thought overall he had a really solid game. Like he was good in the air, um, made fouls like near the halfway line, didn't give away silly fouls outside the box. Um, no, but I think like you got to you got to call it out. I think the only player for me who slightly disappointed me it was Fortunis. I think disappointed is maybe a bit harsh, but just like, he gave the ball away in midfield and like set them up for counter easy counterattacks. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> so th there were, there were a couple of moments where that really frustrated me, just like sloppy passes back straight to the opposition. Um, and then like the, the, the opportunity he had one-on-one, -on -one. Where you're just like, all right, mate, bury that. Um, but but it, like he wasn't he wasn't awful. It was just average. I thought he was average today. If if uh, player rating starts at six point five, like he's the only one that isn't above that for me today. Yeah. I would agree with you. I would agree with you there. Um, my last my last thought before I go ahead and sign off and I let you guys kick it off. I'm I haven't been this excited in like. Actually, I'll say since the very beginning of this season when we had, like, multiple games where we were scoring, like, four goals. Haven't been this excited to, like, actually watch Olympiacos games. I don't know how you guys have felt about it, but it's like... It, today, I was so excited to watch us play. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't worried about how bad we were going to lose or get how we were going to get embarrassed. I was excited to see what the team would bring. And I haven't felt like that in a very long time, so... 
that I was just going to leave it at that. I'll leave you boys to it. Also, merch. Keep an eye out. I got a lot of DMs about merch. I'm glad you guys are excited. Um, the rest of the sample should be here uh, either today or tomorrow. So I hope you guys are excited because there's some really good stuff uh, on the shop. So I'll leave you guys with that. And uh, I guess we'll we'll be back again on Sunday, I think, right? Isn't that Pantolicos? Asteras. Yes, Sunday. Asteras. Asteras, sorry. Well, whatever, whatever it is. I'll see you guys then. They're both blue and yellow. See you later. <laughs> right. Now that Addy's gone. The real stuff. <laughs> real stuff. Still. Where's but, Ramon at? No, I'm joking. But, uh, of course, I think you brought up a comment, but Fortunis for me was very average today. Um, I agree completely, but someone brought it up that said he was contributing defensively. And I noticed that as well. He never contributes <laughs> defensively, but he played... He, he was tracking back. He was getting into it. So that's one that's one positive on that side. But, yeah, I was disappointed with some of the, the end product today, to be honest. I, or not even end product, just sloppiness, it felt like, at points. And you just wanted to not, shake him and say, wake up, you know. Yeah, it's, it's not even me giving him shit. It's just like you expect – you don't expect Fortunis to give a ball away like that straight to the opposition, like creating a potentially – like dangerous counterattack. Like just don't do that. Um you defensively, would say the same thing, I think. I think he would say yeah. the same thing himself. Defensively, I think I said it um after the, the the during the last podcast, I thought like you you saw him pressing the ball against Balk, and I like I was thinking, is this Fortunis like pressing like high up the field, like with intensity? And that's um, you know, that's clearly the coach. And you see that across the team. So this isn't me having a go at Fortunis and say, oh, you know, he had an average game. So, yeah, we we expect more from him. And not, you know, you, you're, if you're a captain of a club like Olympiacos, you can't make those kinds of sloppy, sloppy mistakes. Mm. My opinion. Yeah. But honestly, now that we, I think we've talked, Talked about the game. We've talked about quite a few things. Like, what is next? Like, what is the potential this season? We talked about it. This was the week. You know, this was the season-defining week, and we we just crushed it. We destroyed Pauk. We're through in Europe. Clean sheet. We have three games, three easier games before the playoffs to build some momentum. You know what? what what are we looking at now this season? Like, can we actually go for this? Can we go for the title? You guys think? Surely we're winning it all, right? We're winning the title. <laughs> but you think we can the, do the conference you know? league and the cup, even if we're not in it? But we're, surely we're going to find a way to get back in it and win it. But uh, if we get a good draw in the conference league, you know, okay, we could draw Aston Villa. We could draw Fiorentina. Fiorentina would be a fantastic away day. If any of you guys are going, that would be a very fun one for you guys. But you know, if we get a good draw like Victoria Pleasen or, or um, Dinamo Zagreb or in it, no, Tel Aviv, I think, was one Akabi, where they, Aviv, they don't yeah. have a, Bruges. We can play Bruges. Bruges, we can play Lille, we can play Maccabi. I think if we play Maccabi, we'll play in Budapest, actually. If we get if we get Bruges or Lille, uh, drinks are on you, yeah, Costa. <laughs> Just down the road, mate. 
Yeah, I'm coming. Like, it's a Eurostar for me. Both of them are easy. I mean, Bruges isn't a Eurostar, but it's, it's like a five-hour coach. I'm there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy. Yeah, I'm, I'm down, easy. man. Like, beers are on you. I'm, I'm, I'm keen for either of those. Either of beers those are on Philip I'll, I'll take Villa. I'll take Villa as well. <laughs> Villa would be... Of course, though, would you go up to... Uh, where is Birmingham. 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 <laughs> yeah, mate, I'd yeah. go to Birmingham. I, 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 I would look into that, seriously. <laughs> look into it. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But you know what? I think it, it's crazy that we could play in a quarterfinal of European competition. I know it's Conference League, but it's just after the season we've had, you know, it's... Anyway, and we Mate, win. I... We win these next three league games. Someone's going to drop points. They always do, and we're within three points of the league going into the playoffs. You know, Mate, if you I'll told think... me that I... with Diego Martinez in July, you'd say Olympiacos is in the this round of sixteen of the Conference League and three points within the title going in the playoffs. I'd be like, "Holy shit, he's had a masterclass. <laughs> We've had a great season." You know, it's like imagine telling yourself that in July. You're like. We've done it, boys. We've rebuilt the club. And then, you know, <laughs> little did you know. So I, I mean, you know. realistically, um, I, I don't want to get too carried away with Europe because we've had some absolute shockers over the years where we should have we should have really qualified and we've just been shot ourselves in the foot. But in Greece, I, I think we're at least at least gonna give it a run for at least gonna give them a run for their money. Uh it's not gonna be it's not gonna be uh playing with our with our hands down and not really not really caring i think i think i think at least until the end we're going to go for it and if we don't win it we don't win it but at least i reckon they're going to do a good job at it so that's what I, that's what i expect that's what i expect even but yeah i i don't know it's just there there's new whether we win the the whole thing or not you know there's we're in it you know it after that what what was it after the loss to Panathinaikos? It was like we are so finished. Bury us. It's gone. We're done. Are you talking and about the cup game or the league game? The league game when we were what were we back like seven or eight points in the league at that point, and everyone was just like, "Oh fuck, we're done." But this, is, but this is the thing with the playoffs, right? I mean, in a way, it's a little bit ridiculous to have the whole season played out in the end and have the best teams play against each other because it's not really it's a sort of, it's, it's an american sort of style having playoffs it's not really a european thing i think belgium has it and but no other league sort of has the the title decided on in in the playoffs uh i'm not a big fan of the playoffs uh and i haven't been even when we were winning it comfortably uh but in this year we, it might actually work in our favor because if 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 we've sort of fixed our performance and end up being a lot better, the fact that the playoffs exist gives us an opportunity to sort of catch up because other years, if we had been that far back, then there's too many teams that needed to fuck up for us to, for us to catch up. Do you know what I mean? So so in this in this case, it actually works in our favor because I don't think any of the other t- like if we play like what we've been playing the last couple of games, we we destroyed Pauk in Tuba and they're the best team in my opinion they're the, they're the best team in the league and we we spanked them do you know what I mean so I wouldn't be surprised if 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 we do a good job in the playoffs 
this is a question as well. This could change the uh, dynamic. When is the cast decision? Good, good question, mate. Um, <laughs> no, it, could, it could have already. Uh, sorry, guys. Um, you cut off for a second, but go ahead. Yeah. If you if you believe the Greek reports, soon. But I'm I'm I'm. Not sure. You're cutting in and out. Did you? Yeah, get that? you're cutting. But someone, anyway. someone's having a train go past him. Oh, that's me. That's me. I have the train. I was going to say I'd be surprised if, if if at midnight. Uh, yeah, said, um, I said. No, oh, he's gone. No, he's gone. I think I no. think he's gone to get back in. Um, yeah, I mean the, the cast decision is going to be make a big it's gonna it's gonna play a big role but um no one really knows so but now that the fans are in the stadium as well like i i think our fans you know they needed these results to you know i the stadium give them an oomph the stadium needs to sell out almost every game of the playoffs while we still have a chance to go you know it's gonna be huge don't don't, um someone put this in the comments i didn't realize but i think we've got banathinaikos in the Euroleague and the second leg of the round of 16 conference game on the same day. Because it's March 7th and March 14th. March 14th. And I think that's the day we've got Panathinaikos in the Euroleague. So I think I think we've got Karaskaitis and Sef on the same day. There's a chance and, for them. And um but I don't think they've been they're gonna be played at the same time. I think you can just do you can do one after the other. So that March 14, put that in your diaries. That might be a huge game, a huge day. Sorry, a huge day with two with two massive games. Yeah. Honestly, Costa, are you back? Or are you still lagging? I think he's frozen. He's frozen he's back now. Temporarily. He's back temporarily. <laughs> um, but uh, Elaboro, who 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 do you want? If you had to pick a team, if I had to pick, um, yeah, who do you want tomorrow? I don't know. Am I back? You're back? Are you back now? You're back temporarily, yeah. Okay. Am I? You're frozen again. Oh, no. You freeze every time. You know, you know do you know what, Costa? Do you know what, Costa? In case, in case it cuts out before before you can give us your answer, maybe you go first. Who do you want tomorrow? Well, actually, I, I can see you moving now. You look pretty yeah. good. Yep, you look fine. Okay, so... There we go. Come on. Give it to us. As, as much as I would like Lille or Bruges, preferably Bruges, um for some reason i kind of fancy the israeli one is it because they're not going to be playing in israel uh no not really it's more that i think it's about time we knocked an israeli team out given yeah, our but... history against israeli clubs and what i don't happens? think that, and i don't think they're that strong compared to bruges or leo Do they still have the striker? What was his name? It's that not. We were it's not Haifa. It's not Haifa. It's not. I know, Haifa. but do they still have Zahavi? Zahavi. Oh. Do you remember him? He almost killed us. That one. Here Tel Aviv. Team. I don't know. I think he is right. Zahavi. Remember is he that? The guy, wait, is he the guy from fourteen Pissed. years ago? 
no, 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 no. You're thinking about the agent. That's his dad, I think. His his dad is also an agent. Yeah. Are you? You're not talking about the guy that killed us in 2010, are you? No. When we won two one in Greece and lost one nil away. No, no. Okay. No. So they still have Sahavi. The chat uh, confirms. Yes, they still have him. He's a beast. <sighs> not ideal. In all so counts. here are the options. Maccabi Tel Aviv, Bruges, Aston Villa, Fiorentina, Lille, Fenerbahce, Victoria Prison. I have a gut feeling it's going to be Fenerbahce. I don't know why, but Fener or uh, or Fiorentina, those are the ones I'm kind of... I don't know why, but those are kind of the teams. Why is it only those? Why do we not get all 15 teams, well, apart from Pauk? Because they came in first place, so they get the teams that... So Oh, so they still get okay. So they get us. Okay, fair enough. Makes so they sense. get the lesser teams who didn't finish in first place. So yeah. Even though they get to play the teams that dropped down from your Europa League. Yeah. So that, fair, fair enough. Um, yeah. Okay. I didn't. But I didn't also, um, yeah, we can't play Pauk until the uh, the next round. Is, so yeah. this, the quarterfinals. So in theory, if we both go through, it will be we could play Pauk at that point. So yeah, I don't. I don't really want Pauk. Right. It's just, could, you imagine, could you imagine? Could you imagine Olympiakos in the in the EuroLeague playoffs and uh, Olympiakos Pauk in the Conference League quarterfinals? Well, we got, oh my god! Oh my god! I think there's going to be deaths. Like I'm really worried. People are gonna like people. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna go crazy. Someone's gonna do some stupid. The Greek really government's hope. gonna create another coronavirus. They're like, oh shit, there's another virus. We need to close stadiums. Yeah, they're stadiums. gonna. Oh, I feel like someone's gonna do some stupid. I really hope I'm wrong, but yeah. But I also don't want Panathinaikos in the EuroLeague playoffs, man. Like I don't want. I don't want Greek teams in in European competitions against us. Let them do their own thing. And we do our own thing. I don't but a know. question I have is if we play Pauk in the Conference League, do we have to give them away fan tickets? Is that a European mandated thing? Or they oh wouldn't allow my it? God. Yeah, they need <laughs> to get five, was it 5% of the capacity? 5%, right? right? Don't they is have to Is it not 10%? It? No, it's 10% in, yeah, sorry, I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, 5%. That's mad. Would we have to give Pauk 10 per, 5 to 10% of our tickets? So that, that's what, 1,700 fans? Now that would be the group. Government would be. Oh they're like God. they're like our new cameras are not operational yet. We're not ready. <laughs> Jesus Christ! My God! What? Oh. Yeah. Dimitri, I have a question for you. I have a question for you. Hey, well, to both of you, actually, would you rather play Panathinaikos in the playoffs in the Euroleague, or would you rather play them in the final? Oh, <laughs> I'd rather play in the uh, playoffs. So I'd rather play them in the playoffs. Yeah, I think in a best of five series we have them in a one-off game. I'm really worried. I'm really worried they're going to do some weird voodoo shit. Yeah, best of five we got them. Yeah, you're going to have uh, Dimitris Yanakopoulos like offering sacrifices like in yeah. Monia Square <laughs> or some shit. <laughs> no man, there's something about that team. I'm worried something's going to go. It's like it's just like how I don't want Real Madrid in a one-off game. Like, it's the only other team I don't want. Anyone else I'll take. Anyone I'll take in the final. I was screaming. Like, last year, I remember watching that game, Barcelona-Real Madrid, right after our game. Like, rooting for Barca as if they were Olympiacos. Like, I was full-on supporting them as if they were my team. Going, I just don't want Madrid. And it's the same with Panathinaikos. So, yeah. And also, I'd rather, for example, I'd much rather have Pauk 
in the final of the Conference League than have Panathinaikos in the final of the EuroLeague. Hmm. But much, what would it... much I think the Greek state would melt down if Olympiakos or Pauk played the final in Philadelphia. Like, I don't think this country could handle such a situation. Like, because Pauk would get 25% of the tickets and they would fill up that little, that stadium that is like deep in an. I, I just. Could you imagine? Or even Olympiakos, Olympiakos having like 8,000 fans in Philadelphia. Like, I don't think it would happen. They'd have to move it. I honestly, I don't think it would be safe. I just I, sounds iconic. It, it sounds brilliant, doesn't it? Surely that's I, motivation. That's like the only motivation the players. I'd I'd, I'd go to Greece even without having tickets. Even if I can't get even if I can't get tickets to the game, I think I'd fly to Greece I, just to I be. Think, I think fans would show up and just start destroying the stadium to destroy it. You know, they're just like ripping the seats. <laughs> I was smashing all this shit. They're just like, oh screw God. this place. We'll stand the whole time. Honestly, I, I just can't imagine. It'd be like a disaster, an epic disaster. Isn't that I, isn't that what the Ajax fans did to their own stadium when Panionios needed to play a game in their stadium? Was it the other way around? Did Panionios do that to Ajax? It was Panionios. I think they destroyed the pitch. They destroyed they, like, the pitch so that Ajax couldn't play a game in their stadium, and... right? Yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> Like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm terrified at the idea of us playing Ayer Sofia in. Um, and if you have you guys final. been to the stadium? Like, have you been to an Ike game or no? No, it is bro. not. Well, yeah, course, why would I go to an Ike game? It is not exactly an airy area. Like, there, it is like a dense urban environment. It is like not. It's not like Oaka where there's tons of space. You can set up police yeah. lines. It's like. Jesus Christ, it would be a mess. It would be a complete not a mess. So I well honestly we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, one step at a time. Let's let's see who we get tomorrow. Uh, okay. I reckon we could take anyone. Even even the best team in there is what Villa, Fiorentina, probably Villa, to be fair, because they're having a great season this year. I reckon, especially if they put their focus on on um the Prem, considering they could get top four, and then getting top four and qualifying for Champions League is more lucrative than winning the conference league and if they underestimate us i reckon we could even take them i, I didn't realize they were doing so well this season wow yeah they're doing really really well this season i mean they're sort of dropping off at the moment um that's what i heard that's what i but heard. they're still they're still in with a really pretty big chance of getting top four so oh my god yeah this is not yeah just i'm looking at the team it's not a not a shit sh shitty team is it Ollie Watkins up front, mate. No, no, no. Honestly, no, they're, they're, we, they're, I, I think I think you want Fiorentina they're, for the away they're, day. Fiorentina away day would be like epic. That would be Bisteca and like Toscana red wine, mate. Like oh. <laughs> Fiorentina's like Florence is beautiful. The the you, stadium. Are you playing? Are you paying for my flights to Florence? You can get an easy jet. What is it? London Stansted or whatever. Just take the. You can get a cheaper Florence flight to Florida. City. Yeah. 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 I was there this summer anyway. actually as well. The the focaccia sandwiches. Have you guys ever had one of those in Florence? <sighs> Jesus Christ. It's so good with prosciutto and cheese. Anyway. I don't fuck with the north of Italy. My girlfriend's southern Italian. So if she's watching this, just want to put that out there. We don't fuck with the north. We'll go there, we beat them, and that's it. 
<laughs> you got to try the focaccia. That's all I'm going to say. The focaccia bread sandwich. I'll, I'll try the focaccia, and then and then I'll say it's shit compared to everything else. To compared to what the South have. There we go. <laughs> I'm messing. I'm messing. <laughs> okay, guys. So I think on that note, disclaimer. Um, say it. What disclaimer? No, I was saying this the disclaimer for the Midris. <laughs> okay. It's done. Okay, it's done. guys. Done. On that note, it's that note I think we're we're wrapping up. Um any last comments from the crowd? Any last comments from uh from the group? Like, comment, subscribe. Uh man of the match Patreon. coaches grade. Yeah. yeah, let's do that real quick. Man of the match uh, for me is Chiquinho. Coach is grade A minus. I would have taken Fortunis off earlier. That's it. Dimitri? Uh I'll go with coach's grade because I need some time to think about man of the match. Coach is grade, I agree. A minus. Again, I agree. Fortunis was arguably. Our worst play, even though he wasn't that bad. He just gave the ball away a few too many times. And I would have liked Masuras a little bit earlier just because he gives that extra bit of energy. Uh, I remember, what was it? That first sub happened around 70th minute or something. I was just thinking to myself, oh, we could have done subs a little bit earlier. Uh, apart from that, it was great. The team selection was really good. Uh, subs, the ones that he brought on were really good. Uh, the way the team played was really good. So, yeah, may maybe not even A minus, A. Like, what? bringing Fortunis off a little bit earlier doesn't yeah I, I'm actually going to change it to an A I think that was great uh, man of the match is a little bit tougher because I know everyone's going Horta you said Chiquinho uh, do you know what I'm going to go I'm going to go out there I'm going to say something that no one else is going to say um, I really like Pedense even though he missed an absolute sitter I thought he was he just gave me like he just gave me magician vibes like whenever he had the ball it just looked like Couple of step overs. The 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 Rabona was the Rabona was just beautiful, um, and it just seemed like he he was he was whenever he was getting the ball in that sort of number ten position outside of the box, he, he was looking really threatening. So I'm just going to give it to him just um, to highlight something a little bit different because um, most people are going with with Horta, I, I presume, according to the Horta. Poll. I think Horta is the popular pick as well. Um... But I think Chiquinho was fantastic. And we lost Costa again. So I think he's finished for the night. He's done. Um, he's had, he's had, his laptop's had one too many drinks. Exactly. I, I, I'm between Chiquinho. I just. Uh, he was I, great. He was like that, I, that. Yeah. That chance where he cut inside, the one I was bringing up earlier that you were talking about, how he just knows where the defender is. That was just. Yeah. That was brilliant. That was literally what you said about how well he knows. Like he just has that presence about him. Um, I, I, so I, I agree that Tikino was brilliant. He was really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> We're being told Costa made a cinematic exit. He downed his drink, looked straight in the camera and left. It was cinematic. I do not think he's going to be joining us. So we I don't think so. So we'll up. just close it up, he's guys. We'll be back. Yet. We'll be back Sunday afternoon, evening, Greek time to cover the Asteras Tripoli game. Hopefully we see some rotation, something new. Maybe yeah. we see uh, a few new faces, see what they can do. Not João Carvalho. <laughs> Just don't play João Carvalho, please, God. <laughs> Nothing against the guy. 
Actually, a lot against the guy. I just like hate him. But anyway, anyone but Joao Carvalho plays, and we're all happy and living La Vida Loca. So, guys, on that note, um, like, subscribe. You know the deal. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Great night for Olympiacos, and we keep on dreaming into the weekend with Astera Stripoli. And the draws tomorrow afternoon European time, so early in the morning. Uh, I think it's what twelve thirty Central time. Central European I might, time. Maybe. I might be. I, 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 yeah, I know it's. I know it's afternoon. I can't guarantee exactly what time, but I know it's afternoon. So early morning in the US, evening for Australia. Yeah. Okay, guys. We'll we'll talk to you later and follow our socials for the draw analysis from Adi is coming on our opponent. In the meantime, be well. Talk talk soon. Oh,